is Dola with Love in Your Life podcast. Today we are going to address the subject of honesty. Um, it's all kind of um, mixed in with the idea of being honest with ourselves uh, and being honest with others. You know, um, I said in my last podcast or one of the recent, most recent ones is you cannot give to anyone what you're not giving to yourself first. So that goes for love and it goes for honesty. So when people tell me, you know, that somebody mistreated them or um, was uh, wrongful in the way that they um, conducted their relationship, but they, quote, love them, I question not that so much as did they love themselves to be able to love you. And I think I, I've repeated that theme over and over with many different people in my life because I've heard many, many stories, as you know. Um, if you read my book, I think I mentioned a couple of the stories, and it is all about you, uh, the search for meaning in life. And I do think that uh, part of the meaning or the purposefulness of this life is to exercise our ability to be honest and come clean with others, but you can't do that unless you're honest with yourself first. And I, I, I got to tell you, I've learned this the hard way myself. You know, I'm human. I've done those things, um, not been honest with myself, but I know that that is going to come to bite me eventually. So I have made an effort to always check in with myself and have that sense of emotional intelligence that we talk about so often on this show. So uh, I remember a couple of weeks back when, when I talked about everything can be good or bad depending on how you look at it, right? And that old saying, um, uh, nothing is either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. So we know from that, from that basic fundamental premise that it isn't in the feelings so much. The feelings are a result of our thoughts and our thoughts can be very screwy and can be very harmful to us because when we're engaged in that thinking process, that's sort of um, mulling it over where it kind of goes um, into a spin in our brain, uh, into our mind, uh, a spin into our, in our mind you know that nothing good's going to come of that. That's why people meditate so that they can get out of their mind and they can sort of get in touch with that greater consciousness. And you can call it whatever you want to call it. Um, some people call it God. Uh, but it is a higher self that's hooked into the greater consciousness um, on some level where the, the thoughts that we have are rendered kind of useless and what matters is the connection that we have. And it's interesting, this time of COVID-19 global crisis, that we're all saying that, you know, we are one, as if it's a new concept. Um, but at the end of the day, we all know we're one. Somewhere, somehow, we know that. But we live our lives in a way that does not demonstrate that every day. And we excuse ourselves because we can't be good every day. We can't be conscious every day. We can't be, you know, in touch with our higher self every day or every minute or every hour. And what I find is that practice makes perfect. And 
nothing's ever going to be perfect on this earth, but is as close to perfect as we can get. So practicing your ability to be in touch with that higher self, that higher power. I think that's what we're all trying to achieve, what we're all wanting to achieve. We may not use that particular verbiage in the, you know, in our, in our understanding of it. But um, like I say, if you cut through everything, that's what we all want is we all want that sense of I'm connected to the higher power. And I understand we are all one and it won't take a COVID crisis or any kind of virus, global virus to remind me that we are all one. I will know that every day I will get up and consciously remind myself that I'm one with the universe and everybody in it, um, you know, including that higher power, God, or whatever. I think at the end of the day, I think that's what we all want and we all need to survive. I mean, would we even have a COVID crisis if we all knew that and lived from that premise every day? I don't know. I don't think so, though. I, I really don't think so. My own opinion. But um, but I remember when we were talking about that, you know, that how thoughts can be, um, can screw us up and how, uh, thinking, our thoughts, you know, can spin. Uh, but our emotional, uh, our ability to be emotionally honest with ourselves first and then to others will really get us out of those thoughts, those negative thoughts, those destructive thoughts, those thoughts that bring us to action that is non-productive, is non, um, is distasteful, is, uh, regretful in, in many of our way, in many, many ways. Um, and I heard, I heard uh, Brene Brown speak about regrets the other day, and she, she believes that unless you have regrets, um, you, you haven't been honest. And then, you know, that, that probably is true. Um, so, you know, we can regret, but still go back and revert to our, um, to our need or our desire or our action to be honest with ourselves and therefore honest with each other. So, and in that sense, that sort of oneness idea um, will always be there somewhere. Like I said, I learned it the hard way by practicing. And now the intervals between when I'm acting in that quote, you know, negative way and the ability to recover from that quickly and restore the sanity is quicker and quicker. So how do I know I'm going in the right direction? Is it's quicker and quicker. So when we were speaking about those thoughts, I remember, you know, um, we went over that, you know, I think the, the, the quote comes from, Ham from uh, Hamlet and, and Shakespeare is um, nothing's either good or bad or thinking makes it so. And Shakespeare was one of the, you know, most, oh my God, inspired writers uh, of, of the, you know, of our, you know, entire existence. Um, and I love Einstein's um, take on things too. And he, they, those two, for some reason, remind me of one another. I don't know why, but they were, they're, they're both one of two of the people that I look to for their words and their wisdom. But, you know, remember that the problem is not the problem. It's your attitude about the problem that makes it go crazy. And you, you don't want to go crazy. You don't want to spin. So you can stop yourself by creating whatever device works for you, um, you know, to be able to recover yourself quicker and quicker, as I've mentioned that I, I know I do. 
um, you know, I, 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 I love John Powell's work. John Powell is uh, a, a Jesuit priest who's written several little books that I love, and I've mentioned him before. And I remember reading this quote and writing it down because I said, I am never going to forget this because I think this is like the, at the crux of most of our problems with relationships. And I know I'm veering off from the self and our, our relationship to the higher power, but the people that we live with on a day-to-day -day basis are just kind of like figures in our dream. You know, like I think Shakespeare said, uh, all this life is a stage and, and we're, we're the actors in a dream, something like that. I might have, you know, confused that quote, but it's something regarding that. So John Powell wrote in a book, I think it's called Who who am I, or who do I think, uh, will the real me please stand up? One of the, one of his little books. And here's the quote. Most of us feel that others will not tolerate such emotional honesty in communication. We would rather defend our dishonesty on the grounds that it might hurt another person. And having rationalized our phoniness into nobility, we settle for superficial relationships, end quote. Now think about that. We're, I'll break it down because I, I think it's so important to know this stuff. He is talking about the fact that we say, I can't tell this person that it will hurt them or it will destroy my relationship with them or it will create uh, a problem for me going forward with them. When in actuality, that's a thought that we made up and we don't recognize it as such. We think we're doing other people a favor when in reality, we're not doing ourselves nor the other person to whom we're, um, you know, speaking any sort of favor. In fact, we're really settling, settling for those superficial relationships. And if that's okay with you, if you say that's all I want is a superficial relationship, and I don't think that there are many people that would say that, that that's what they want, but maybe, um, then that's fine. But here's the thing. Most of us feel that others will not tolerate such emotional honesty in communication. That's not true. I would rather have somebody be honest with me. You don't have to be mean about the honesty, but I think you should be honest. In whatever way you're able to communicate honestly, do it, do that, but kindly, softly, in couching it in words that won't hurt the person's ego, because if the person is very much operating from that ego nature. I understand your fear. Okay. I understand that, but you can couch it by saying, you know, you can even preface it by saying, you know how much I love you, but I have to tell you this. I have to be honest with you. We would rather defend our dishonesty on the grounds it might hurt others. And having rationalized, he uses that word rationalized. And that is a bad word. Um, it, the reason is because whenever you hear that word, you know there's not a reality. There's no reality check there. Rationalization is one of those things that get us into trouble, that get us away from being in touch with that true self that we always talk about on this show. 
So rather, we would rather defend our dishonesty on the grounds that it might hurt others and having rationalized our phoniness, he calls it phony because you're not being true and honest to yourself or the other person. Into nobility, I'm doing the good thing. I'm not telling them anything that will hurt their feelings. I'm rationalizing it into calling it nobility. And I might not use that term with myself, but I'm telling myself the self-talk, believe me, is something like you're very nice because you're not being honest and brutally honest with that person. So you're you're really, you know, saving the relationship and you're you're uh, not being uh, you're being noble. You're being noble and righteous. We settle for superficial relationships. Now turn that whole sentence into yourself. You're settling for a super superficial relationship with the self, yourself, because you're not being honest with yourself. So, you know, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. It's being honest with the self and others is where we want to start from so that we can have an honest, real, intimate, not superficial relationship with ourselves first so that we can have it with others. And you know what? I say if somebody walks away from you and says, I'm no longer your friend because you were honest with me, doubt that'll ever happen. But if it ever did, then that wasn't a relationship anyway. So you haven't lost a thing. It wasn't a relationship. And so think about that with yourself because that's the thing about being honest and open and calling things bad and good. You know, that's, 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 that's really confusing the terminology. And I know that's all we have is words to communicate. So we have to, we have to use words to be able to communicate. And so it's kind of a limit. It's, it's a limitation. We can't use another method other than words because that's all we have. So I'm using these words, but Perhaps there are better words or better ways of communicating than using this term bad and good and superficial and intimate and all of those things. But I, I say this in, in all love and respect for every human being to not, not tell yourself a lie and say that this is what you're doing when you're really engaged in being and in, in really limiting your self-intimacy and therefore your self-love. Because at the end of the day, we all want to be in touch with our most intimate feelings for our own good and our own relationship with the self so that we can make decisions from that place of honesty. You know, one of the last things I remembered about emotional intelligence that really brought it home to me is um, that we make decisions from this emotional um, intimacy uh, that we have with ourselves and other people. So emotional intelligence is, is governing our performance, our behavior, and our decision-making. And so to be emotionally intelligent to, to have that kind of honesty and, and real intimacy with ourselves and others is kind of the only way I want to live. And I'm going to suggest the only way you want to live. In fact, it's the only way I think to live with, with love in your heart. 
And um, as everyone knows, I always end by saying, um, you know, I believe that the only way to live is with love um, personally and professionally. So until next time, everybody, thanks so much.